Welcome back, everybody, to the Last Week Liquid podcast. Hope you're all having an amazing time wherever you are in the world. Hope you had a great Christmas break, a great New Year. My name is Simon, and I produce drum and bass under the name Mill Street. And today I'm bringing you part two of our retrospective of 2021. If you've checked out part one, you'll have heard our favorite tracks of 2021. Ossie uh, and myself uh, ran down through our top five uh, favorite tracks of 2021. And because the episode ended up lasting over two hours and a half, we decided to split it into two. And so today I'm bringing you part two, uh, where we run down our favorite albums uh, of 2021. Gonna keep this intro short, so as always, make sure to check out the YouTube channel if you haven't yet. If you want to check out this uh, episode or any other in a video format, uh, you can find that uh, on YouTube. Check out the Patreon, as always, if you want to ask questions to future guests, uh, get the episodes uh, in advance and all that kind of stuff. You know the drill, uh, but for now, I'll leave you to the episode. Feel free to get in touch if you agree with us, if you don't agree with us on our picks uh, for this year. Um, we had a ton of fun recording this, so I hope you enjoy uh, part two. As always, thanks a lot for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, uh, let's move on, on to, to part two then. Part two, I I don't know if this is going to take as long, but if it does, well, I can I can always say that I'm I am more of a single track guy. I am not that mm. much of an album person, so from my part, it def I doubt it will take that long. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't think I have as much to say on albums, but I think it's. It's something I often ask my guests on on the podcast if they've put out an album. It's like, do albums still have their place in today's today's music landscape mm -hmm. with people streaming individual tracks on Spotify and all of that? And I always ask the question like a bit like naively, but I do believe albums still very much have a place and they're mm -hmm. really important. And an album that's really well done, well crafted is... Uh, is a powerful statement from an artist. Uh, and so that's why we wanted to big up some albums on, on this episode. So moving on to albums, uh, I leave the floor to you. What is your number three? So we'll do top three for albums. Uh, number oh God, three. Don't I have to rank them. You haven't oh, ranked no. them. Oh, I didn't rank the albums. Shit. Why? This is a top 2021. <laughs> why wouldn't you rank them? <laughs> Oh God, I gotta do this really fast. Okay, number three. Um, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a few seconds. No worries. Okay. Um, I, I don't want you to rush this. Important life decisions. Exactly. Here. Okay. Uh, yes, I got it. Uh, number. Also, actually, I skipped one album because I know you're gonna put it in there. <laughs> Is it so, Poland Bryson? No, it is not that one. Oh God! I hope you hope you're gonna choose. Well, it, <laughs> it's in my We're top gonna have three. to talk about it anyway. If if you don't talk about it, <laughs> All right. okay. Uh, my number three is um, DJ Ride Enro ah. on Vision. Uh, this is a mixed BPM halftime break beep hip hop drum and bass album. Mixtape. <laughs> yeah, basically yes. Um, 
it is called a mixtape. I, I call it an album. I don't really know what the difference is. But um, <laughs> um, in just a couple of interesting things about this album is, for example, it is a fully kind of mixed album. Yeah. Every track completely like uh, blends in with the next one. You talked about it, about the Monty album, for example, that just came out that he did this on his tracks. And I listened to it and yes, he did. I don't think it was... It seemed more of as a slight afterthought than yeah. than than purposely doing it, which which in terms of the person making the producer making that's completely fine. This one is more so, much more um, like part of the album, the mixing, mix, yeah. Yeah. which is uh, probably because he is a he has a long history in like actual DJ scratching and um well hip hop also but he's he's a multi world champion sh- champion in scratching yeah and in general just a very skillful dj so it makes sense for this album and that is one of the aspects that i really enjoyed about this uh the album itself is like i don't know 30 30 Super minutes short, long yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and mostly also again because of background and what the album contains you got uh some drum and bass in there then you got a lot of halftime uh a lot of hip-hop influences uh 140 bpm 160 165 174 etc etc and it's fucking loud Um, is it it is yeah (laughs) at least some tracks are Maybe, Some tracks maybe are I really just loud. turned my headphones <coughs> down. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this I loved it very much. I like mixed genre stuff, mm. uh, especially when it comes to halftime and kind of hip hoppy, not hip hop itself, but hip well, like hip hop influences in drum and bass and halftime. That's, I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. And this took it completely to the kind of the best level that you could take that. Yeah, yeah, like plus min- minus something like Ivy Labs EPs albums. Uh, this one is one of the one of the best like compilations of mixed genre stuff I've heard. Yeah, when it comes to drum and bass. Um, yeah, for me it was of, it was definitely something I've never <clears throat> never heard before. Mm-hmm. Like that album as a whole, I was like, this is so different from what I usually listen to. I I haven't gone back to it since I know we, we talked about it on a rundown episode. Uh I haven't gone back to it since since we spoke about it, but I remember listening to it at the time and being like quite impressed and really enjoying it as as a whole experience. Uh definitely something new, bring something new to the table uh, yeah, compared definitely. to the other stuff that comes out, yeah. And if you're not sure that you'd like it, then give it a shot it's like 20 minutes <laughs> it's <laughs> nothing exactly it's yeah. 20 minutes and then you'll know if if you if you found something you something new you like then bravo excellent life yeah. goes excellent thing if you didn't then well life goes on you wasted 20 minutes that's yeah it's less twi- than on the news <laughs> or something twi- twi- yeah it's 26 minutes uh 26 minutes divided into 10 tracks mm-hmm. which I just love, like, 
this is the amount of time I need to prove my point, quote unquote. Mm. I don't need more tracks. I don't need yeah. 50 tracks and an hour and 40 minutes, like 26 minutes. Very like punk attitude of like, this is 10 tracks. They all last two minutes and a half and then we're done. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, like you... Like you said, he kind of proved the point here. That's all exactly, he needs yeah. to do. You and don't need tracks, to do it over 20 tracks. Like 10 tracks is enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and the tracks themselves are like, they just, they do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Again, I, I really didn't listen to it that, um, with that much. I, obviously, I listen to it with attention, but I don't think, I've, I have a feeling that there are tracks in there that don't have a second drop, for example, don't I'm have sure, a... Yeah don't have a um probably some of them don't have intros or anything for for all i know because they were so well mixed together but yeah. um that is again one of the good things that i like about it is that it comes from a person from a completely different background from yeah, what yeah. we're normally used to and that itself brings out just completely new things yeah it's definitely refreshing from the standard yeah 32, 48 bar intro, and then four section drop, a breakdown, second drop, outro. And this is like, fuck all of that. <laughs> I'm just going to do no intro, one drop, next song. <laughs> and all the scratches, for example, all the scratch effects yeah. are him, him, like, just by him. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was a video where he was showing that he was like scratching and recording his scratching like live. And that made it like onto the album then. I think. Also, uh, there is a live live show of this album on the Vision YouTube channel. Mm. DJ Ride Enro live stream. If you search for that, then you'll find it. And this is it's. I don't know how much of the production he does live on this video, but he he's doing a lot of stuff. I can say that for sure. And yeah. it. It, at least it looks very impressive. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening, but it looks. <laughs> Go impressive. check it out. Go check that video <laughs> and check out the album. All right. So that was your number three. Uh, my number three. So you see, we do have some stuff to say about these albums. Apparently, yes. This is going to take some time, but I hope you guys are strapped in and <laughs> have a long, <laughs> either a long ride or plenty of time ahead of you. Uh, my number three album. <clears throat> which I have a lot of a lot to say about this uh, is uh, Dimensions organ album uh, that is released. That is surprising. <laughs> again, again hitting again us in the dance curveball. Curveball, yes, exactly. Yeah, I was kind of hesitating. Like, should I put this this album in my top three? Because it kind of kind of goes against what I like I talk about albums all the time intro interludes outro blah 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 uh, this, this kind of everything you are exactly because <laughs> like there's no point hiding hiding it this this album is definitely a compilation of a lot mm -hmm. of older tracks like there's what is it Desire with Subfocus was released in like 2018 or 19 something yeah. like and it's on the album which makes complete uh, sense the, the track has 56 million plays no no for, like and um and i don't blame him <laughs> and i know i know people kind of hated on him for adding it on the album especially because it was so old but 
it would be stupid not to put it on there. Even it's, though, even, yeah. even if it wasn't kind of pre-planned that it is going on the album, it would be still just yeah. No so hate towards him for that. No, and obviously, and again, it's artists will do whatever they want to do. They they're they're exactly. not beholden exactly. to any standards or whatever. So, um, it's just yeah. I talk a lot about albums and. I talk a lot about the fact that <clears throat> when you release six, seven singles from the album and then when the album comes out, there's like two new tracks. For me, that kind of, it's a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recognize that this album really doesn't fit with what I preach <laughs> all the time <laughs> on this podcast, but there's just so many amazing tracks on <clears throat> on this album and some of my favorite from from the past few years, which again technically is not twenty twenty one, but Devotion I think came out last year and I or maybe twenty nineteen, I forget, and I listened to that track so many times. Mm. Uh Love to Give, I've listened to it like days on end. Yeah. Offender, second drop, the fir- or not not second drop, the actual drop. First time I heard it was like the fuck is this and then i mm-hmm. l- eventually loved it first mm-hmm. i thought it was like a joke and then i just love that track now um desire is obviously a huge anthem uh, at this point uh and then you've you've got these other tracks that are a bit <clears throat> like a bit stranger like uk border patrol which oh, is that, I like uh, that one a lot yeah that de- definitely feels like a homage to like burial or that's that mm-hmm. type of like garage uh type of music which like dimension would have never released if it wasn't on a 16 album. track yeah. album um so yeah and then like all the other tracks there's a lot of sounds and like the the synths he uses and stuff like that that are that are reused across different tracks that kind of give a cohesion to the album Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, again, it's uh, if I were to put out an album, which maybe one day, I don't know, it, it wouldn't be like this because it feels more like a compilation of amazing tunes plus some new tunes. Um, but there's so many amazing tracks on on this album. I couldn't just not include it. <laughs> basically i was forced (laughs) (laughs) i'd be interested in knowing if our favorite tracks from this album align at all which were you name free let's say uh wait let me put let me pull it up because if i miss out something well definitely like off the top of my head um devotion uh devotion is probably tied with desire but again it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of different because desire i've been listening to that track for years so it, it, like it almost takes a second, a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say desire, uh, devotion, and I'd have to go with offender just because it's okay. like the when the drop hits, it's like, fuck me, I love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say those three. I, I again, I love UK Border Patrol, but. I don't know if I'd go back listening to it that often. Yeah. What about mine, you? Mine is, um, I'm listening to it at, this, at a very low volume here, just going through quickly. Yes, um, mine would be Altar. Mm-hmm. 
hatred and danger. Hatred is amazing as well, yeah. Like all the all the kind of harder hitting ones yeah. that I enjoyed the most. Those those were the top ones in my opinion. Yeah. And danger is one of those that I didn't like initially because it has really I think it has a really weird kind of um mix down that mm-hmm. there is kind of the the lows of the track are very they're not really there in a sense. There's some some uh, frequency that's completely missing. Yeah. And it kind of feels weird off. It kind of just feels weird compared to other dance floor tracks. But then it's one of those that grew on me after I started putting it in mixes, mm. etc. And now it's just absolute, absolute golden banger right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that the moment you you shout, here comes the danger, and then the drop comes. Like, ah, oh, yes, this yeah, is the stuff. There, there's a lot of those tracks, and I feel a lot of those kind of stadium drone bass tracks. The first time you hear mm-hmm. them, it's like, yeah, this is a bit cheesy. Like, this is, I don't know if I really like this. And then you yeah. hear it a second time, and a third time, and a fourth time, mm-hmm. and then you just like, it just grows on you, and you just love it. <laughs> <laughs> you just drop all pretense and it's like yeah this is yep. a banger i don't care <laughs> yeah so uh that was number three for me dimension uh organ um moving Pick on up the dimension each and every time as yeah. mc gq says <clears throat> please uh please answer to my emails i mentioned if you want to come on the podcast I think uh, it was MCGQ. I'm not sure. It was one of, on one of his tracks. On anyway, da- on danger, yeah. <laughs> I might have misquoted. Um, okay, next one, number two. Um, I'm going with a mostly liquid album from a producer who does not normally produce liquid. Can you guess who it is? Uh, is it Black Barrel? It is Black Barrel. Nice. Just keep my life album. <clears throat> yeah, brilliant. Album. That is. Um, definitely my um my one of my top three you put me on such a such a (laughs) short notice on ranking them so i would say how did i put you on the spot (laughs) we we talked about this we were gonna rank them (laughs) i did not expect it you just Mm. got lost in listening to (laughs) fucking unglued for two hours (laughs) (laughs) but yes um black barrel normally does not produce liquid this album is mostly liquid uh, a couple of bangers mixed in here or there, I think three or two. And it's funny because they just kind of come out the blue. Mm. You got you got three liquid tracks and then it, then he hits you with some really we- weird, funky bass line that just comes out of nowhere. And at first I thought it was kind of weird because it, it kind of mixes up the flow. But I think it's good in a sense that it kind of grounds you to it. It brings yeah. something new. Like you listen to twelve tracks of just liquid, and it kind of if it's if it's simi- if the tracks are similar to each other, it just kind of slowly starts to blend in. Yeah, yeah. But like this, he forces you to listen to everything, and kind of subvert expectations, like you said, and, yeah. it, and then. All, all of a sudden you you're back into like wait a second what is this and then you're listening to the next track and yeah. you um expect it to go somewhere because this bass line sounds like sounds like it's going somewhere 
deep and dirty, but then all of a sudden he hits you with something completely like a nice lush vibe and oh shit. It, mm. it wasn't going that direction. And then he keeps you on your toes by s slapping in a couple of bangers there in the middle. And I like, I like that about it. Especially when he is known for that kind of tracks. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, um, ev but, and even the, like, the harder hitting tracks, they aren't really that much of his style that he usually does. For example, I think it was Bad Trip. Yeah, which is more of a jungle, very jungle, big compressed drums mm. track. And that's not what he usually does. Yeah. At least at least for the past, I don't know, three, four years. Yeah. Yeah, I think the fact that he focused more on a lot more on liquid for this this album, uh it kind of brought a new like he brought his own spin to it. Because mm -hmm. Obviously, I mostly listen to the liquid type of stuff, and when I listen to this album, definitely feels liquid, but in a way that I hadn't really heard before. Mm -hmm. um, the way he uses vocal samples and kind of chops them, and I forget which track it was, but on one of the tracks, there's a vocal sample where it's kind of gated, like a almost like a trance track. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed this this album. Looking on Spotify, it didn't get that much love, so I don't know if go give it some love. Everybody, yeah, who's go give it definitely loves. excellent album. Yeah. Did he? What did you you interviewed him? Did he? Yeah. What did he talk about the album? Uh, nothing. Inspirations, etc. Nothing special. Just that he obviously was during during lockdown, and uh, I think that it kind of influenced the fact that it's. It's not as dance floor club oriented mm -hmm. that than his usual stuff, but no, it, it it wasn't nothing. It was nothing particular. It was just yeah, I feel like doing more liquid stuff, so that's why mm -hmm. he started writing, and then ended up with enough tracks for for an album, pretty much. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't any like oh, I'm gonna branch out so I can reach other people or yeah. No, no. It was which yeah, I think is obviously always the risk if people know you for a certain style and then you put yeah. out an, like an entire album in a different style I don't know if that's maybe playing into I don't know the fact that it didn't get as much love as it should I think mm. uh, I think that the track Nothing New was one of my favorites with MC Focus uh, one of the more hard hitting tracks on the album yeah um, yeah I know a great album if you haven't checked it out uh, uh, big up Black yeah. Barrel. Um, lately, he's been he's been putting out a couple of tracks. Um, they that are Patreon exclusives. They are on Spotify, but if you want to owe them, um, get on his Patreon. These are fucking good tracks. Like some of the like I don't know. Just, I can't say best that he's ever done, but they are very absolutely top notch tracks. You had mm. um, the two latest ones were Close Your Eyes and then. Ketamine, but not with uh, ketamine. Mine, I don't know. It's not ket. <laughs> it's not spelled ketamine, as in the drug, but almost. And yeah, go check this out on Spotify and go support your local artist if on Patreon if you like it. Yeah, and he has his other alias, Leo Cap, where he does dubstep one forty mm -hmm. stuff, and that's proper, like heavy hard-hitting stuff as well so definitely go and check that stuff out um 
Okay, Brent, moving on to my number two uh, album of the year. It's not too, too far in terms of uh, vibes from, uh, I, I guess it's different, but uh, it's, I guess, uh, for me, one of the, the best albums in, in terms of mix of genres and production level and experimenting with different stuff. Uh, it just came out last week and it had a huge impact on me. Uh, it's Monty Hit the Lights on 1985. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Just loved, and this goes back to what I was saying before, Organ from Dimension It probably isn't my ideal type of album in terms of structure and all of that. Uh, Hit the Lights is definitely that. You've got the intro mm -hmm. called On, the outro called Off. You yeah. have all the all the tracks that flow into each other. Um, you have different genres. Uh, obviously, the collab with Alex Perez, uh, which I don't know if it's 140 or, or something else, but a, a lower tempo. Uh, you've got a bit of everything on it. You have some am amazing, really amazing liquid tracks vibing. Uh, I think it's probably the most... Oh, yes most streamed track on the album came out as a single just a fucking brilliant track uh, you've got Cinnamon with Trail which has a proper sick mm -hmm. bass line still, still a liquid track but amazing uh, and then you have proper bass faces and again I'm not one to do a, a bass face very easily but typically hardware with um, oh yes that was, uh, that was one of my favorites from there definitely with a uh, Pavan. Pa uh, yeah, 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 Pavan. I think Visage is on it as well. I forget now. Yes, uh, and also someone called Strategy, who is... Yeah. Um, let's have a look. He's I also have never heard of him. I'm going to assume that a maybe a rapper or... Wasn't he also an MC and this is where we completely out ourselves as non-experts? He is on Polo and Bryson's um, NSTZ NS how do you oh yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. How do you pronounce that? Anesthesia. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you went for it, like super confident, <laughs> and then just stopped halfway. Stopped midway, like. Yeah, I, know. I can't do this. Uh, Anesthetist. No. Nah, yes. I don't, Maybe. That wasn't perfect, was it? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> everybody knows which track we are. Two, yeah. two non-natives speaking English on a podcast. <laughs> Who would have thought? I'm just half. So. <laughs> I'm also just half I'm Belgian <laughs> anyways what are we talking about <laughs> Ale um, I was going to say Alex Perez Monty hit the light yeah yeah Monty so uh, obviously by the time this uh, episode comes out uh, previous episode is with with Monty so we talk about this album uh, at length and yeah for me it's uh, just a brilliant album because there's a bit of everything for everyone uh, there's some really nice touches that I love, uh, like on the track I Knew So with uh, the vocalist Eva Mango, who actually is his girlfriend. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, the the intro is actually, like you'll hear it when you listen to the track, but just him saying, oh yeah, you should, what if you try singing this song slightly louder or slightly higher? And she said, okay, I, I can try that. And then she sings it and the track mm -hmm. comes in. Like these like small little touches mm -hmm. um, are the things I love in an album. Uh, Makes it feel like an album. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, you have collabs with like his good friends from from Toulouse in France, Red Eyes, Visage, uh, collabs with Alex Perez. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned that one. And yeah, I mean, altogether, this dude has the cleanest drums I've heard in drum bass. Like, no one is surprised. <laughs> uh, in a long time, like his his drums are just so on point and so clean, and they cut through the mix so well. Uh, yeah, just really in terms of production, it really stands out. But he has the the soul and the yeah, just the melodic aspect as well. It's not just mm-hmm. uh, amazing production. And yeah, and just the last thing, I just love the fact that hit the lights the the name of the album uh the track hit the lights within the album is not drum and bass <laughs> and he it's still chooses different yeah and he still chose that track as the the name of the album which i think says a lot about him as a producer wanting to do more than just drum and bass and expanding mm-hmm. to other stuff like okay my album <clears throat> sorry is gonna ca- be called after the, a track that's not drum and bass within the album so yeah, uh, brilliant album. I haven't listened to it that much, but it made a huge impact on me when I first listened to it. And uh, it also helps that Monty, I think it comes through in the episode, but he's one of the nicest guys I've ever mm-hmm. met <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> and that just really helps when you listen to an album and you know the, the dude's like just awesome. <laughs> can you so. separate the artist? Like, can you separate the artist from the personality? You're, you pers- personally? I don't know. It depends if... it's Yeah, it's a good question because that comes up very often in like other art forms, like mm. comedians that have been like accused of like Me Too and stuff like that. There's been a few and uh, people ask like, can you still watch their old like stand-up comedy knowing what happened? And I don't know. I, f- I feel like... If I have a positive feeling about someone, it's going to enhance the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, Monty had a great yeah, conversation with him, great guy. So when I listen to the album, it just enhances the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he came off as an absolute douchebag <laughs> during that interview or something like that, I might have not enjoyed the album so much because in the back of my mind... It would have been like, yeah, but he's kind of a dick, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which obviously wasn't the case. But yeah, I think for me, it's I, I can separate to some extent. But when it's like extremes, uh, yeah. it kind of becomes hard to just gloss over it and be like, yeah, this is just music. It's still yeah. made by an artist. And I don't know. It just comes to show how much how much connected all of all, everything basically is when it comes to so, art yeah. and people enjoying it. Just there's so many things that affect your whatever you like. Like yeah. I might have a I might have a producer who's my friend whose music I would like very much and one of the reasons would be because he's my friend. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing that your your judgment is like influenced by your connection with people. I think no, it's of course it, not. It's I think it's an it's important in, in part of end. art. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the end it's all, all about what you feel you enjoy. That's, exactly. That's that's the only thing that matters, basically. And whatever contributes to that, then fuck it. You do yeah. you. 
Exactly, yeah. Which leads us to your number one album. My number one album. Have you chosen? Are you still like moving your rankings around? <laughs> oh shit! Can I change it? Can I? Can I? Can we talk about the Black Barrel album again? <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention something. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, number one album is going to be the album which had the number one track of the year for me, and that was Unglued Interplanetary Radio yeah. out on Hospital Recordings earlier this year. And in general, just I'm super impressed with Unglued as an artist on how he... This is just one of the things I want to talk about here is how, how he made an entrance, how he made a huge entrance onto the scene, mm. like out of nowhere. I asked around um, earlier and no one is aware that he would have been doing product production or any other genre before this under some other alias. And and based on his interviews, this is true. Mm. So he just came onto the scene out of nowhere, remixed one of the biggest drum and bass tracks ever. <laughs> and and that was it. Now he's here. Wasn't like, it a bootlegger? Was it a release? Yeah, or? I think it. I think it started as a bootleg. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, and then it got an official release. Yeah, yeah. and if still well, one of the best tunes ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if someone is has been living under a rock, it's if if um if we ever yeah high yes, contrast if if we ever high contrast um unglued remix. Yeah, and um. Yeah, it just. Out of nowhere, he comes out on hospital recordings. I assume that they first got a hold of the remix that he did and then started um, started um, asking if he has anything else that they could release. Could be that or could be something else. Um, but yeah, he started with Chicken in a spacesuit on hospital and has evolved from there. Originally, I didn't really... I wasn't a big huge massive fan but this album mm. um obviously the the if we ever remix and now this album and a few others on the way kind of changed my mind it was mm. just the initial initial impression that i got that wasn't that this i got the feeling that this just isn't my thing mm. from for example chicken in a spaceship spacesuit but then he has been developing into something that I enjoy a lot. Yeah. Do you and have any uh, any standout tracks from that album, or was it more of a the experience as a whole was? Well, obviously, South by West standout track. Yeah. Um, then a couple of standout ones: "Make Rollers Roll Again," um, <laughs> "Think About It," which was the last track, which was this very hip hop influenced track. And then Ich, ich, ich okay, uh, I, I was hoping you would say... Ichnusa, uh, Ichnusa, Ichnusa. I was hoping you would the say the, the, the H to the... the <laughs> H to the A to the R to the D to the C. Is that the one? Is it yes. hardcore? What is it? Hardcore, yes. H to the A to the R. <laughs> That's a long-ass title. Yeah. That's for sure. Um... But yeah, those four my those four were my standouts, and um, other than that, just super enjoyable. The whole album, just mm. from from start to finish. Just uh, I don't know how why, because um, for example, Black Barrel and Row, 
DJ Ride, those were also super enjoyable, but for some reason, this just kind of takes the cake. Yeah. Maybe it is that I'm just super impressed by the artist himself. Like this, this whole album, it's full of the this jungle. You got like groovy summer tunes, vibes, and then you got harder hitting beats and bass lines, and you got some really soulful liquid in there too. Yeah. And there's everything in there by someone who just came onto the scene like a few years ago. Yeah. And doesn't have very many tunes under their belt. Yeah. And it's just a very very pleasant surprise i was very surprised originally when i heard that unglued would be making an album because he like i said like new feels early new yeah. artist yeah it feels early but i'm glad he did thank yep. you unglued for making this excellent piece of work i would have never guessed that was your number one <laughs> never guessed but uh yeah i think you know what my number one is going to be now <clears throat> i would have i might have said Metrics album if it came out this year, but <laughs> my number one uh, obviously is Poland Bryson's Beneath the Surface yeah. uh, on Shogun, uh, under being yeah one of my favorite tracks of the year. But it has so many other amazing tunes on there. Uh, Anesthetist, which Anesthetist, yes, the, that's it. <laughs> the first time I heard it was like, fuck me, Poland Bryson make these kind of tunes all right i'm in mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you've got uh, a bit similar to to under the track friend with ruth royal uh kind of has the same vibe mel- melancholy um not as strong as under but still a brilliant track that was my favorite one definitely oh you prefer friend to under yeah 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 friend uh, under is more how I think on for me, under is too much like a lovey dovey kind of thing. How is it lovey? It's like <laughs> the, the, the lyrics are anything but lovey. It's more like I don't know. It's dep- too it's too like airy and just floating around, kind of liquid. I think yeah. friend has more grit to it a bit. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But also in the yeah, because the instrumental to under is very like piano and strings, whereas friend has more. Yeah, it has a synth that comes in that's kind of mm-hmm. a bit more edgy. You know, I agree, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Edgy. <coughs> edgy, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Friend is amazing. And then you have other tunes like In Too Deep, which is a house, yeah, I guess house garage tune. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and again, yeah, Paul and Bryson doing <clears throat> a bit of everything on their album. You've got a couple of interludes on there, which uh, which I absolutely love. Um, you have Magenta, Magenta, and Tosca to two interludes on there. Which, funnily enough, I kind of googled to see what it meant, and there is actually a band called Magenta, which put out a track called Tosca, uh-huh. <laughs> and those who names are just the interludes in Poland Bryson's album so I have no idea if there's a link that must be connected but uh, I listened to the track and it has nothing to do with Poland Bryson well it's kind of this po- post-rock kind of post-rock uh, song but it has like a thousand views on YouTube like nobody's heard it from it's a, and it's a band from Ecuador so I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> But so yeah, there's this band from Ecuador called Magenta, and they put out a track called Tosca, 
and Magenta and Tusk are two introduced from Poland Bryson's album. So I don't know. That's a weird connection. I've no idea if it's. I'm guessing it's intentional because I don't see how how that would be random. But I don't know. Listening to it, I I really didn't see any link with the actual interludes in their album. So mm-hmm. who the fuck knows? <laughs> but um, you're gonna have to get them on yeah. the podcast again. Poland Bryson, if you hear this. Please answer my emails. I'd love to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, now I did a bit more digging. And yeah, magenta is actually a Swedish word that means the reflection of the moon in the water. Um, and Tuska is a Russian word, which means a state of great spiritual anguish with no specific cause, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is not very uplifting. But those two taken apart make sense as like interludes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the meaning of the words but just that link with a band from ecuador i was just like what <laughs> where is this coming from <laughs> so i don't know i'd have to ask them one day mm-hmm. but uh and also like that song on on youtube from that band is like terribly mixed like it's recorded in some bedroom and has a thousand views so i don't know but back to the album it's a brilliant album i'm sure most of you have have heard it have listened to it um in terms of uh, in terms of a melodic liquid type of drone bass, it's pretty much the best you can get in in today's mm. Uh, mm-hmm. today's scene. And uh, yeah, brilliant album. I love the artwork. Uh, kind of consistent artwork across the singles that they put out before the album came out. Um, some great collabs, heavy hitting tracks, deep melodic tracks. A bit of everything done to perfection. So Beneath the Surface, my favorite album of 2021. Bravo, bravo. Before we finish, we have one more album to talk about, which I thought you would include looking at your... um, We have a um, playlist that we added in tracks so the other person could know what we're going to be talking about somewhat we mixed in a bit like curveballs and some extra tracks so we we don't fully know one of the f- f- tracks you added in there was um nothing more by Oscar and Elera. so i mm. assume that that would be your album pick which is why i didn't pick that myself mm. so now we're gonna have to talk about Oscar and Elera. <laughs> get a shout out to finish <laughs> um this would have been my number one or number two, I'm still on the edge, not quite sure. But um, Oscar and Elere Simulations um, came out a couple of months ago, a month ago on Solvent. And excellent, excellent album. Um, they, well, very, they are a friend of the show, basically. You yeah. could say that two times now. Um, yeah. They describe their own sound as sci-fi liquid, and it shows very well. Um, there's a lot of kind of that airy liquid kind of stuff that I normally don't like on here, but on this it works super well. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. You got tracks like After the Rain and Perfect Symmetry um, from the like from that kind of uh, very liquid 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 stuff yeah. uh then you got some groovy stuff you got cherry yogurt which is a summery groovy types type tune and then you got a track called fries on there which is also 
I would describe that with the same words. And um, got forty two with Diggs. Forty two with Diggs. Diggs, you got Winslow co- collaborating on here with taking over uh, in most, and then shout out to Did taking Elena. over or taking forever. Oh shit, taking taking forever. Sorry, I remember just because he. I don't know if the track was called like that because Winslow took forever to actually finish the collab. Yes, that was it. Yeah, he told, they told us. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason why I remember. <laughs> and um, yeah, my favorite track of the album is Yola Dub. And oh, really? Yeah, 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 definitely. If, if, if a listener wants to know what the story behind this is, you're going to have to go listen to the last week Li- Liquid podcast with Oskar and Ereler. That was um, what? Which episode was it? Episode Dude, I don't know, sixty-one, sixty-two, <laughs> something forget. like that. A recent one. I get and, um, <laughs> There's a good story behind that. Um, but also, you got some really big bangers on here. You got Laser Pistol, which yeah. sounds like a laser pistol. Um, <laughs> Searchlight, and Searchlight was one of my favorite tracks of the year when it comes to bangers. It wasn't my. Mm. It didn't get on the top ten. Top 20, but it was very close there. Yeah. And um, same goes to um, Yola Dub, top 20. Um, um, then you had um, Perfect Symmetry also, After the Rain. All of those just yeah. like top-notch tracks from and nothing, somewhat no, yeah. new producer. Nothing more for me was the, the standout. Uh, that's an amazing track. I could have, yeah, I could have included that album... But um, I don't know. I just listened to it less. I came back to it less. I mm-hmm. listened to a few tracks from time to time, but I mm. didn't come back to the album as a whole that often. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously as a first LP, it's it's an amazing release. And uh, if people haven't heard it, they definitely should, should check it out. Uh, mm, shout out to LR2 who does his own vocals absolutely. as um, Yenias yeah. on a couple of these, two of these tracks. On uh, on Solvent, we haven't I mentioned that. Yeah, the, the, the only other ones I, I could have included, but again, it came out very recently, Calibre's Shelf Life 7. Uh, I could have included it, but I didn't have enough time to listen to it because it mm-hmm. came out like two weeks ago or something. <laughs> Um, so I didn't listen to that much and I almost included uh, Calibre's 140 album Feeling Normal oh uh, that one I but, forgot about that yeah which I love but mm-hmm. it's a 140 album and I was like okay I'm only picking three drum bass albums if one of them is a 141 I don't know it just didn't feel right so I, I thought I'd mention it it gets an honourable mention exactly honourable mention and Obviously, Calibre doesn't need us to big up him, so <laughs> it's not going to change much. So Go listen uh, to this um, slightly underground producer called Calibre. Exactly. You might, I, not, heard of, you might not have heard of him. I've discovered him, and I'm sharing <laughs> the, lo- the knowledge with all of you. But yeah, he put out a, if on the off chance you haven't heard it, uh, a 140 album, Feeling Normal, uh, quite early in the year, I think. Uh, but I've listened a, l- a lot to that album and I, mm-hmm. I loved it. But yeah, I didn't include it because not strictly drum and bass, but who cares? But mm-hmm. uh, brilliant. Yeah, just one more time. Simulations, Oscar and Erle. 
love that tr- you, love that do, album. Do you I get a I, do you get a commission every time you mentioned him or No, I'm I'm just I, I feel bad now that cuz this would have been in my top 3 and I would have had so much to talk uh, about it. But How did you pick your top 3 thinking about my top 3 and then it's it's your top 3 man. You you choose no, your I figured that we we wanted to add six albums and if we did five then it wouldn't be six. <laughs> and um yeah. I'm just I'm super impressed with the album. It's yeah, no, no, really, the album is it, really it's super good, and it just raises so many feelings when you listen to a couple of these tracks. Just feelings that you don't get, well, that I haven't got from other albums, other tracks during the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, just it's one of those kind of slightly maybe I get a melancholic vibe from it. Mm. And yeah, definitely, yeah. And I haven't got that same kind of vibe from other albums. You got Polo and Bryson, but that that didn't really hit me that mm. much in the end. And this one did, definitely. Yeah. All right. Does All that kind of then. wrap it up? Definitely by far the longest episode we've done, but I'm glad we spent enough time to do our own version of drum bass awards which are <laughs> <laughs> which i Is remember it be as controversial which which we talked about on the 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 infamous infamous rundown episode that we didn't manage to publish because you didn't record your audio like you should have where we talked about the awards at length i'm sorry <laughs> yes we did uh, that was a long episode yeah yeah but uh yeah no i i i love obviously these aren't awards in any any kind of way but i love looking back at at the year that's gone by and and kind of reflecting on the music that came out and uh just giving giving praise where it's due so yeah a brilliant year in drum and bass i think we both agree on that uh some amazing tunes from all corners of of drum and bass uh hopefully that continues in in 2022 but yeah in the meantime, uh, thanks to everybody. That's if you've made it so far in the episode. First of all, the two of you that are still listening, thanks a lot for listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed this lengthy episode, lengthy rambling. Uh, to yeah, all the people that have been listening to the the podcast in twenty twenty one, thanks a lot. Uh, really appreciate all of your support. Uh, hopefully. I can count on you for 2022. And yeah, it's been a pleasure doing this, uh, this episode with you, Aussie. Really enjoyed it. I love talking about music. Uh, we have a ton of ideas for 2022. Still in brainstorming phase, but obviously the we rundown... We ain't going anywhere. <laughs> the rundown is, has gone on hiatus uh, because of time constraints. Uh, but we have other ideas for 2022, so... You'll definitely see the two of us again in some shape or form. We don't know yet, but uh, stay tuned. And uh, yeah, all the best to all of you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year whenever you're listening to this. And we will see you soon. Ta-da. Goodbye.